0: Hey there, mucho gusto, and welcome to another episode of Detective Writer. I'm your host, Sally, AKA Detective Writer, and today we have a very special guest on my show. She is a very, very amazing person, and I can't wait for you guys to meet her, Laura Macadena. Laura, thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you, Sally, for being very generous in accepting my request to be on your podcast. Yes, she was actually my one of my first requests to ever be on my podcast, and I really wanted to introduce you all to her. I've known her for several years now. Laura actually used to uh, date a sibling of mine, but she's still we're still in contact with each other. She's very, very cool, and I can't wait for you guys to meet her. Yes. Well, I'm very happy to be here with Sally right now too um, because for context, I don't think... We've had too much of an opportunity to have really a face-to-face conversation yeah. throughout our entire time knowing each other yeah so <laughs> this is kind of cool for me kind of like yeah, an right. introduction of sorts <laughs> that's what i'm thinking honestly because i feel mean, like even though we know each other we've had like a few conversations but never like fully directly in and out yeah this is a chance to get to know each other and for people to get to know you as well 100 percent, and admittedly when we first met each other, it was a little difficult to have that opportunity for face to face. Like, can we go find your face, trying to get to know you? Uh, I, I would say it was more Miguel. And, yeah. me. Um, and well, what, what I typically find is sometimes you are surrounded by people who are. I don't want to call them bulldozers. Yeah. I don't want to call them like aggressively dominant people, but there are some people whose personality sort of takes up the spotlight and doesn't allow for a lot of other interactions. Um that not saying that Miguel is super yeah. down that radical, but um there there's that aspect and then there's the aspect of just general shyness, which I would personally be looking for the past of um i definitely know you i personally am a shy person i am such an introvert that even for like me like bring myself out of my shell and talk to people it is something that i'm still relatively getting used to doing i completely understand yeah yeah do you feel like podcasting help you a little bit but i also feel like sometimes i do want to branch out you know like i obviously feel like at first, I was not comfortable really expressing my voice. At first, I was like, is my voice gonna sound weird? Is my voice to like throw people off by the sound of my voice? But I think to answer your question, podcasting really just helped me learn a lot more about what it's like to be the kind of person I am to show that I'm a person, I, this is my content, I love to meet new people. Yeah. so I think it's sort of helped me branch out but then I think there's also moments where I do have moments of self-doubt But an answer your question yes it has. yes yes yeah. I think that it would definitely help me at least to be much more actively involved in these types of situations because I do think that there is a fine art to having a conversation that makes both parties feel yeah. equally comfortable safe being vulnerable with each other And it's kind of hard to do that if you don't get too many opportunities to have long-form conversations with other people. Uh, and that doesn't really happen too often in the real world. Everybody has their phone and they're like, Yeah, I'll yes. talk to you for five minutes. Uh, yes. <laughs> and I feel like the same way because I never want to be one of those types of people. Like, whenever I'm out with somebody, even relatives, I usually will put my phone on too much to register. Like, right now I have my phone on too much disturbed. Love it. Because I feel like for me, you want to be, even if the person's comfortable with it, you, I feel like you should want to be present in the moment because. You never know what's going to happen, an and and like it's too short. And who's going to want to talk to a person if they're literally with their phone and they'll be like, Yeah, sure, and you're just uh, typing and typing. Uh, I'm going to feel kind of sensitive away, you know? I, I also feel like it's kind of like a power play. I bet I had a conversation with somebody who I consider to be a good friend of mine a couple of days ago. And they were really, like, body language-wise, they were engaged with me while they were talking. But then the minute that I opened my mouth to respond to them, they started looking at their phone. And i was kind of like, they don't care about me. <laughs> oh my God, really? um, yeah. And see, this is what I say. Like, I'm trying to work on being less shy, more assertive. If I were more assertive in that moment, I would have called them out. Like, is there anything okay? Like, yeah. Do you have a problem? Is there an emergency? Like, why are you going to... Honestly, I never feel shame about that because I feel like if people don't you their attention then that means you know what you're worth to people and you're worth a lot more than you think. Yeah. And honestly, even if you do talk to people about it, because sometimes I feel like even when I've addressed to people that I haven't felt hurt, they would listen to me in a moment but then they would still do the same Imagine. action. So you know your worth and if people don't if people don't see it, shame on them. Yeah, yeah, it, it really takes a, a pivot in mentality towards approaching relationships to do that, that I, I feel like there are at least two different ways of looking at friendships relationships one is I want people to notice me to pay attention to me and to come to me but I'm not going to talk to them right so I just want somebody to come to me and this is my sort of lifestyle my way of looking at life for the past year. 30 years, more or less. And then the other approach is, I am going to find people, I am going to go out of my comfort zone, find people who I think are interesting towards my expectations of what interesting is, and then form my social circle around that. Um, There's a a word to describe that shift in mentality, I think, like abundance mentality uh, versus famine mentality. Where famine mentality is, oh, well, there there's not enough friends for the whole world. Like, I have to latch on to somebody and hope that they don't befriend exactly. me if you know what I'm saying. I definitely understand yeah. you, because, like, not to name any names, but I have, <laughs> like, <laughs> We, like, we I all do. Name, <laughs> because I honestly have had the opportunity, with the experience was, like, first somebody approaches you or you approach them, and first things are going great, you talk often, you feel like you've got a genuine friendship, you open up to them and then automatically they will either move on to someone else without saying anything or they will ghost you or they will you will learn the kind of people that they are not truly who they said they were so i definitely get that opportunity but it's like i call them toxic people but at the same time i think i have grown to a point where it's like i i'm like thank you for showing me your true colors. thank you for showing me the kind of person you are because i know what i'm worth and you're not worth my time you're not worth my heartache you're not worth my 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 sadness yeah and i only hope that one day you realize you can't treat people like that yeah and yeah. i'm sorry to hear that they've had such experience that you don't deserve that she's a really nice person people oh very nice <laughs> thank you well what what i found is that over my years all of the lessons that i choose to run away from end up biting me but at some point wow. in time in the future um Like as a child, I remember all the adult figures around me would have the narrative of, you're supposed to be opinionated, be strong, have your own personality, really project. And if people disagree, then you should push back. And to me as a young girl, pushing back against anybody uh, primarily authority figures but really anybody exactly. that's the most terrifying thing in the world because you're, you're taught from a young age that you're supposed to respect authority that you're supposed to do what they do what you're told get approval um and i had i seek validation absolutely absolutely i could not understand any way of getting validation from anybody else other than just parroting them mimicking everything that they said and Not having any opinions of my own. Like as a young girl, a lot of adult figures would always ask me, oh, what do you think? Oh, critical thinking. And I hated critical thinking exercises because like, my response was always, I don't know. You tell me what you want to hear out of me because I want to please you and I I know the exact same feeling I used to be such a people pleaser yeah even today with my parents they will tell me what do you want to do what do you want to eat and I'm like I don't know it's up to you it's up to you (laughs) because it's just like I'm so used to I don't know if it's like a a thing that you're taught because if you're maybe women or just women of color or I don't know what it is but I feel like there's always such an expectation that because you're the woman you're supposed to follow what everybody else says you're supposed to follow like the typical follow the guy mindset Oh, sure, sure. Women, I I can definitely see that as like a cultural pattern. And also, if you grow up around very, call them like strong-minded people, people who react in very aggressive manners, if you go against them in any way, shape or form, you you eventually start to create this self-voice in your head. The dominant person enters your mind and you can anticipate what they won't want before you even act they don't even have to tell you what they want you have the voice in your head now telling you oh no you don't do that they're gonna get angry exactly <laughs> there's always that self doubt and yeah. it's just like why are we talking such a why do we why do we train ourselves to not listen to our voice and we have beautiful voices we have strong voices not just as women but as human beings like we matter too yeah it- it takes a long time. Honestly, if, I, if you're okay with me saying Please. this, people, Laura would like to make a podcast of her own. I'm telling her to go for it because she has got a voice. She has a lot of mindset. She has a strong critical thinking sense. So I think oh. she should do it. Oh, I think she should do so. yeah. 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 Well, I think this is the, one of the first steps that I'm making towards the direction of coming to my own. Right. Um, having more of these meaningful interactions with people no longer being in the background and sort of acquiescing to the most dominant person in the room. It is funny, too, that at least in my case, having grown up around very strong-minded people, people, a lot of my friendships tended to emulate that relationship. So I would end up becoming friends with people who are very similar in certain aspects to my parents. And well, <laughs> you know, I, so I, that I, I completely up. understand. Yeah. I completely understand. Yeah, it's like well, some of my from some of my dad's friends would look at me when I was a kid. I'd be like, "Oh, we listen to what your dad wants." But I'm, I'm saying, "I'm tired, I'm hungry." They'd be like, "Remember, listen to what your dad wants, listen to what your dad says." And I'm like, "I get it, but it's like, why are you telling me? This? <laughs> I'm my own father. My father doesn't tell me this. Year. A random guy's telling me that." Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Trust <laughs> me. That that sounds like. um values of yesteryear trying yes. to be passed down in certain situations which aren't necessarily applicable maybe um but every family has its own different dynamic and way of way of having relationships um at least in in terms of my family um, there i only yeah grew up remembering my nuclear family because I didn't have too much interaction with anybody else, grandparents, cousins, aunts, uncles, etc. And so for that reason, I only knew this is the dynamic of my immediate family and any function or dysfunction thereof, I didn't really have a way of comparing that to any other type of family relationship or even Friendships. I didn't have too many in-person friends mm-hmm. around that early period of my life. So I didn't go over to their houses. I didn't see how their parents were interacting with them to kind of compare that against my lifestyle and to answer the question of like, oh, is this the way that every child lives? I thought it I literally I thought it was because I didn't have that expectation for the other children. Um, which kind of goes into the the whole story of homeschooling. Um, So I didn't really have that opportunity to have face-to-face interactions with a lot of children my age during early-ish years of my life, from around the middle of second grade to the end of sixth grade, specifically because I was homeschooled during that time. And homeschooling for me meant I didn't really go out of my house that much. It wasn't because I was a prisoner in my house, but it was more so... There wasn't a lot of uh, opportunity to go out because you we were studying at home. Studying, quote, unquote. <laughs> you know what's really interesting is that because personally, I've never been home still, but I grew up an only child. Because, you know, Miguelito and my other sibling, they're older than me and they come from different moms, so we had no interaction growing up, really. So for me, growing up, my mom... Like, I did have a lot of relationships with my grandparents and things like that. But even then, I was still, like i'm still such an introvert to this day like i didn't grow up having that many friends and you know my cousin joanne as many of you know she's been yeah. on this podcast too right. she was always more like i would be jealous of her because i would see that she would have the freedom she would have friends she would be going out and i thought why, why is my childhood differently than hers and growing up i didn't get the opportunity to go to home school even though sometimes i wish i did but because i felt like i felt like such an outsider in school and I feel like I was not really much I could connect with, like, in school. I felt sort of like people would talk to me about... I would talk to people about writing and stuff, and they would tell me that it's really, like... I've actually had a person from school telling me that my dream to become a writer is not achievable. Because what? Yeah, actually told me that... I'm like, an really was really figure? Mm-hmm. Like, a kid my age, uh, and then... Like, when I tell you kids can be me, kids can be me. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, I don't know, I just felt like, for me... There were moments where I really wanted to be homeschooled, but I also felt like maybe maybe I would have been more introverted than I am now. I mean I'm slowly trying to get there as well, like you trying to really branch out of my shell and knowing that there is a possibility that I'm making her right along the way. I feel like that's a chance that I'm willing to take because even then I'm still careful to use that word friend. But I still feel like when I know somebody and I get to know their heart, the kind of person heart. That's when I open up, and you're very person I'm Aww, glad you're here. Oh, likewise, likewise. I feel like we have a lot in common. I know that that we got along from the beginning. I knew I liked her. I actually told, I actually told my sibling, Miguelita to marry her. If you don't marry her, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna, you're gonna be totally fucked up. No. Oh, I no. told them to actually marry you because I'm like I like her, and <laughs> you would introduce like a few girls to us, but we were like Nah, I was like I like her. Oh, yeah. but it doesn't matter even if they're not together. I still know her, and she's gonna come back. If she wanna come back. Well, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And you know, in spite of all the jokes and whatnot, I do have a lot of respect for Miguel um something kind of terrifying happened to me around six months ago now uh if where... you're comfortable sharing if you don't want to it's up to you oh sure sure no I'm, I'm comfortable sharing um well basically i had a medical procedure done so um you know full disclosure i'm 30 years old now and so as a woman this is sort of like the peak point in fertility And i know that a lot of women you know, they tend to reach the ages of 40 and they were kind of interested in having children, but they kind of missed their prime peak opportunity. Yeah. So I got the recommendation of just looking towards the future and doing egg retrieval, getting a couple of eggs taken off. Yeah. Um, and it was during that procedure that I was told I had a condition called polycystic revarian wow. Oh, PCOS? Yes. Um, and I had no idea, and as a complete side note, it's, fascinating that a lot of, apparently a lot of procedures that can help guide you towards recognition of having fertility related issues, you can only find that out if you're trying to do in vitro fertilization, egg extraction procedures. Otherwise, it's very difficult to directly go to your gynecologist or your general practitioner doctor and ask for these types of exams. Um so I was told as being somebody of that condition, uh that there's some, might be hard of, to have a baby. Not only that, also that, that answered a lot of questions to me about why I had never become pregnant earlier, which I mean I pretty <laughs> much <laughs> like that, you know, not yeah. not quite in the mental space for that to happen. Um, but also they were telling me that with that condition, oftentimes during the time of the fertility. It and not only that. There's a one particular reason why that happens is, as a woman, you're you're supposed to discard at least an egg during every menstrual cycle. Yeah. And with that condition, oftentimes eggs are discarded during the cycle, and so they end up accumulating in your ovaries, and you end up having more, more, more. Um, so what that means for a woman who has polycystic ovarian and who wants to get their eggs extracted is they might end up getting way more eggs extracted than a normal woman would. And it's weird because I, I never, I, I don't know if you have that, I had that experience, but it's like if you would think that with more eggs, you would have like the more chances of having a baby. I, you get that too. At least I, I don't know them. science people. Yeah, I don't know it either. Don't listen to me. I don't know biology. I on the skin of my teeth. All I know is what the doctors told me. And um, they said, well, you know, the typical woman typically gets like five to eight eggs yeah. um, if she's lucky. Sometimes they take out five eggs and the eggs end up getting damaged in the process of extraction and not many of them are viable at all so the woman has to go through the whole procedure all over again and that's a doozy it is a doozy you have to inject yourself in the stomach multiple times a day
1: with oh my God.
0: medications that raise your heart, estrogen level through the roof. oh my gosh i would highly not recommend it. <laughs> um i don't even have a point i go through that process but i'm like <laughs> Oh my god, and I'm twenty four, so it's like, oh my god. You have many years to think <laughs> about yes. whether you want to do that. Although sometimes I feel like I don't have that often because like I told you, literally today, just a few moments ago, we were gl with me and my family, we were seeing a few relatives who literally live up like less than ten minutes away. All I got was um when are you gonna have a baby? Oh when are you god. gonna get married? And they were saying, it's your turn to get married now your turn to have a baby I'm like I don't even have a boyfriend. Can you guys wait until <laughs> so I get a boyfriend first? Like, calm down. Like these are important decisions. You can't just willy-nilly, you know. And I'm thinking to myself, when did I get to the age where everybody is asking me to pop and get up? Like, oh, so. oh, well. When did I get to that age? I I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I have no it's idea. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't know either. Oh. But it's just like, oh, I right, thank you for being so transparent and is it's like did they talk about like what you can do like i don't i don't know if that's permanent <laughs> Well, what ended up happening was um i did ask them hey is there anything i can do to uh nullify the effects yeah and they, they told me okay there are going to be certain effects having to do with um yeah, yeah blood sugar regulation. so typically women with that condition they have a harder time uh, with eating carbohydrates. That gotcha. uh, they might be looking to blood sugar spikes and diabetes and whatnot, which kind of explained a little bit for me that I remember I'd be eating sweet potatoes and feeling like, oh my God, I have to go to bed literally an hour later. Really? And that was maybe blood sugar spike maybe induced by the PCOS. But what they ended up telling me in terms of the egg retrieval is, yeah, he might retrieve a lot of eggs And by the way, um, you're at higher risk for there's a condition called um, ovarian hyperstimulation syndrome. And they, you know, they kind of briefly touched upon it, but they didn't give too many details of what happens when you actually get it. They just said, well, you know, uh, limit your water intake, drink a lot of electrolytes, and hopefully, everything. So I, I go in to get the procedure done and uh, first time getting general anesthesia in my life like <laughs> how does it feel Have you ever gotten it before um, I've never I've never gotten surgery or anything like that yeah. Like the most I've gotten like that feels mean, is when they um when they take blood out from me for some reason, I have the worst luck because they can't find a vein, <laughs> so they will literally start poking and prodding me, and I'm like, "Ow, you're hurting me!" Oh, I've always been jealous <laughs> of people who didn't have all these veins, you know. And I'm sections. pretty sure you met my grandmother Maria. God rest yes, her soul. Yes. You—they couldn't find a vein either, and apparently, it's genetic. So I'm like, wow. "Thank you, Grandma. Oh. Thank oh, you, Grandma. I love you, but why? Why'd oh, you do this to me?" Well, never, never stay in the hospital then, because <laughs> in the oh, hospital. My- literally every other minute there's some nurse coming in trying to inject blood from you that's my that's what i'm trying to do you know like i'm not trying to get to the hospital <laughs> and my mom she's always been open about it i think like in 2021 she had a gallbladder my dad had his prostate surgery yeah. joanna had mm-hmm. surgery as well to lose weight yeah. So I've seen somebody who have gone under the knife, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm trying not to go for that. If that's your choice, Ooh. if some people like to do cosmetic procedures and things like that, that is totally your choice. But for me, I'm scared of yeah. surgery. Invasive surgery, like, only oh, if it's the last resort for me. Now, never again. <laughs> or if I ever had a kid, like my mom always said, get me out. They had to do a C-section. in cases like that. But I'm just like, I'm of surgery. And yeah. there are some people where I've seen, oh, I'm gonna go get a butt lift and a tummy tuck. it's totally your decision if you, you want, want to do, do that. But I'm just like that scares me. I mean, if you're gonna go, you know, the butt lift approach, uh, my only request is please be is safe. Please be safe. Don't do it in the black market because I have heard stories of people uh-huh. getting literally like tar injected in their butt. And then if that leaks out to the bloodstream, oh, you're done. That's that's like I didn't know. That they actually actually, tar in there. I'm sure it, it's not tar proper, but it's something that is very dangerous if you can get out to the bloodstream. But uh, so why would they do that? <laughs> I mean, people do a lot for a big butt. <laughs> I mean, I thought might just go old school and maybe just, like, try to eat more. Like. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, uh, do more squats. Do it the natural way. Probably. Um, I, I mean, I've tried... I've tried to get a bigger body, but unfortunately, I'm going to stay the way I am because I can't gain weight as much as they try to. I don't know what it is. I maybe mean, I kind of a high metabolism or fast, but I'm not sure what the correct term is. I am not a doctor, people. I am really not a doctor. But it's like, I don't know. I'm just going to... Try to stay as healthy as I can, right? That's also why one of the reasons, like, even if I'm going off topic, I feel like that's one of the reasons why I don't like the word cheat meal. I like the word comfort meal because I feel like food it could be from McDonald's or something or Starbucks. I feel like food is never a cheating thing if it gives you comfort, if it brings you nostalgia, if you get feelings of happiness, then it's comfort food, yes. And I always feel like you can have anything you want, just eat it in moderation, and life is too short. Because I don't like the word cheat meal. That's one of my biggest pet peeves. When people say, I'm going to have a cheat meal. I'm like, it's not a cheat meal. It's a comfort food. Uh, Yeah, sometimes the... Negative effects. If you put a negative connotation on food, then I feel like that leads to a lot more disorder thinking about food. A hundred percent. And I used to think the same way. A hundred percent. that it might sometimes, not all the time. If you're eating hamburgers every day, then okay, that's a completely different story. Maybe make a hamburger at home. Get a hamburger at home I don't. I don't know. I don't know that there's whole food near me, but yeah. Yes. Yes. um But if you know here and there, if you feel comfortable with. What you're eating, as opposed to feeling stressed out all the time. I think the stress proper at moments can provide more of a health turmoil than actually eating the quote unquote unhealthy food proper, which I think is what you were just saying. Yeah. Um, even that word, junk food. If you call food junk all the time, if you're saying, "Oh, I'm eating junk food," I mean, there are some people who I've known. They said that when they eat like takeout Chinese food, they do feel a little sluggish. Or maybe I've had I've learned some tips. Maybe some drink some water. Maybe go for a walk. Or maybe if you want to, you can literally take a nap. That's what I do. Often. Yeah. You can literally just like there's little things you could do, so it's just yeah. like it varies on how you feel. But I don't know, I feel like there's certain connotations when people give the word "food" like junk food, cheat meal, and I feel like I don't know, food should be given a better rep than that. Yeah, well, food is uh, medicine, as some people yeah. say, and it's nourishment for your soul. Yeah, I know that there's some foods out there with like a lot more oil, and yes, there's some food that you maybe do feel sluggish, but all in moderation, you know. 100%. Um, oh, I completely forgot the ending to the story about uh, the egg retrieval. So I, I, I go into the egg retrieval location and they put me on And you were asking me what that felt like. Yeah. So um, it was kind of terrifying. All I remember is being on the table and they're applying it via IV, they're, they're applying whatever will put me out and they're reconfirming, okay, Laura, can you confirm that your name is indeed Laura and this is your date of birth? And I'm kind of thinking like, you're already, you already are about to put me under, if not, you're putting me under right now and you're confirming my name? Like, <laughs> oh my god, really? <laughs> oh <my God." laughs> <laughs> that is a little, a little weird, a little strange, well, okay. Hi. I take my time getting up. I felt a little dizzy. I had to kind of stabilize myself, sit down for a while. And that was when they told me how the instruction went. And they said, oh yeah, um, we got 76 days. <laughs> kind of like, you got what? And <laughs> and uh they're like, yeah, I think mean, you might have broken a world record or something. 76. <laughs> I never wanted to have grandkids. <laughs> Literally right there. And here I am thinking all these grandiose, weird ideas of like, I'll buy a private island and have 76 children. <laughs> I'll be like this mastermind. Yeah. Know, <laughs> <It was laughs> and they'll all be homeschooled they'll all be I mean, weird yeah. on dorks like you're, no <laughs> dork. uh. you're no dork if anything i'm kind of a dork because i kind of like I, i'm like I, when i was a kid i used to call myself a bookworm because you could not find me if i knew i was like in the library and literally stuffing my nose into a book and i'm like i'm probably the dork uh. so no big deal yeah well you know, I, I had all these fantastic ideas, and then that's when they hit me with the card that mentions, hey, you're at high risk for OHSS, high risk for OHSS. and uh, and I'm like, yeah, I don't feel bad right now. Hopefully, all things I'm not going to get it. So, a day passes, and they give me a phone call, and they're like, hey, um we, we just want to make sure that you're doing okay because you, you had a lot taken out. And that was when they confirmed with me. Um, i don't think there is a human body that can have some, some children probably i mean i know that i know that people like i know that people who are women or people who are with um work with vaginas i'll probably just be inclusive here um i know that you were born with like a lifetime supply of it so i don't really know it i don't know what i personally don't know what happens with you at the age of menopause which is probably like in your 50s 60s yeah. but i thought i don't know because this is i don't know that we have a lifetime supply and i know that we <laughs> drag gradually like once you start getting your period you, you usually like lose one in a month and i think it's yeah. because it's the egg that's supposed to get fertilized uh, that was what i grew up filming uh and Me that's too. menopause is where you exhausted all the eggs that you were granted at birth um at that point so oh, you lose them but as all as you have all these mints it looks like time that uh eventually you get to the point where there are no more left. and oh, that's right. the point of menopause so i was kind of wondering okay maybe i'm speeding up my own menopause <laughs> maybe i don't know i don't know i <laughs> um, i wish i could tell you but i don't even know as much as i want to say that i could know a little bit about the human body because i used to watch um anatomy i'm still <laughs> no expert no, not well you know I'm not a doctor don't trust me etc i don't, well, i'm using the kind of person i'll go on webmd and be like okay this is what i probably have okay i'm gonna die now right webmd is cancer and yes. <laughs> everything is, is. Uh, no. <laughs> um so you know they gave me this phone call like, oh hey are you doing okay and i realized wait a minute i feel a little bloated i feel like uh you know normally you're able to kind of pull your stomach if you want to i realized i couldn't do that and they're like no oh, i'm actually not feeling that good And they're like, yeah, why don't you uh, come in and we'll check you out. So they gave me an appointment from the day after and the bloating at that point got worse. And it got so bad to the point where I felt like I couldn't utilize any muscle in my abdomen. And if I tried to like do anything in that area that I might break my body I might break my abdomen like and it got to the point where I mean I live alone and I'm in bed laying down and I'm trying to get up out of my bed and I don't have supports on my bed so I'm like you're know, trying to roll around oh my goodness like, this is not good um and that was when I realized too that you use a lot of muscles in your abs when you're walking and all of a sudden I couldn't anymore. Like I could only shuffle. Um, I was losing my mobility within the span of days and uh, oh, I'm like, oh no, my <laughs> this is not good. That's wow. actually a thing with my life. Yeah. Yeah, um, I really don't know about the human body people. <laughs> terrifying and also kind of amazing that it's so easy for something to go wrong and so many different Things can go wrong in different ways. And I'm just thinking to myself, Mm -hmm. we're troopers. Any human being that's alive, you're troopers. Any anything that's a living person, a living being. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. I don't know how the bodies work, but like they work for some reason and they work properly. I'm very happy that they do. (laughs) Yes, let's be very too much complication going on there. Um so you know, I I go to the clinic and they're basically like, yeah, well, you know, you you have the condition, the OHSS. Uh, maybe in a couple of days, we'll clear up. You Here's some medication if you take to regulate your estrogen, get it back down to healthier yeah. levels in a, a quicker period of time. And it got to the point where I'm like, uh-uh, uh Like, I gotta go to the hospital now. Yeah. Uh, I can't walk. I am literally non-functional at this point. And it was, I think, the second appointment after that happened to me that i left the clinic and i saw miguel's car driving down the road yeah and his car is pretty easy to identify the, yeah. the infinity <laughs> um, so, i haven't seen his car for a minute so i'm like okay yeah yeah i haven't seen it either i think he might be uh doing rec- cabbing out of a a car right now but you know i'm i'm like hailing him like miguel miguel and he stops, and he notices that I'm just struggling to get into his car. He's like, "What's going on here?" And like, yeah, well, this is what's happening to me. I need to go to the hospital. And um, he drove me all the way to White Plains, went to White Plains Hospital. They weren't able to admit me anyway because I, I have no clue actually like everybody's doing all the scans they're like yeah we can't really tell yeah. and, you know it's not not obvious um and finally i have one follow-up appointment with the fertility clinic and they're like well we think that um, you should have me, uh, so, some type of scan to make sure that water hadn't entered into my lungs uh, yeah. and so what they were telling me is we, this condition your yes. liquid Water in your veins is leaking and kind of pooling in your abdomen. I think. That's, oh my god! And that—that's the part of the reason why it was just becoming so large in the abdomen. Um, and you know that—that that was particularly terrifying to me. They told me, "Well, we don't have the machine that can do your lung scan, but they have it at NYU Langone Hospital. Gotcha. a so, Presbyterian, pers- maybe." Uh, so the, I actually went to NYU Langone Fertility Clinic, so they directed me to their hospital to, to get the procedure done. But they, I found that it didn't seem like they had a lot of communication between the fertility clinic and the hospital, because I just thought they could fast track me into getting the, um, the scan, and I wouldn't have to be admitted like a regular emergency room client. So, they bring me into the emergency room, and I'm admitted like a typical client, and that's when they did uh, blood work on me. And they measured my electrolytes, and they found that my potassium levels were way too high. And they're like, oh my god, you could potentially have a heart attack right now, or go into cardiac arrest, oh my because god. your potassium levels are high. And meanwhile, Miguel's with me, and like he he's literally shadowing me throughout every instance of he's literally <laughs> with you, that's good yeah. um, so this is why I kind of go back to like life works in mysterious ways because if I would have never met you me out like, that wouldn't have happened. I don't know what would have happened to you to be honest. So. wouldn't be here We would not met. and I like her. I like oh. her. <laughs> I feel like saying like thank goodness. I feel like you're definitely right. Everything about the story But oh Thank goodness. You managed to heal. Man. Oh, like, 100%. Oh, thank goodness. Well, uh, yeah. Going back to like the body works in the series Yes. I don't know how it works, but it works. <laughs> <laughs> they had me admitted that was the first time in my life that I was admitted for like an indefinite period and they're like hey, we don't know how long you're gonna stay here might as well just keep you until your uh your blood levels your electrolytes are going to recalibrate and readjust um oh my but I was still I lost my abdomen I lost my waist my body became a rectangle <laughs> like, I looked at the mirror and am like I have no waist anymore oh my god <laughs> uh,
1: the fact
0: that you're still oh god you're still okay not to tell the tale oh my god yeah thank goodness um everything works out and you got your waist back <laughs> You did it. thank you and that in and of itself was kind of amazing too because I left the hospital which you know picked me up. Like he, he was up my butt that entire time. But I'm I'm very grateful yeah, for all that. Um and as I was walking out of the hospital, I still had regained hundred percent mobility and all of the liquid liquid is still there. Um and they told me, ah, well, you know, just give it a couple of days yeah. and you know, when your next cycle comes, then you'll pee everything out. And I didn't believe them because that was what they kept telling me. It's like, you know, forget about it this seems like a lie at this point you keep telling me oh just wait another week wait another week it sounds like a cop out yeah Um, that's way too weird so ultimately what they said did end up being true after my next cycle happened i peed everything out i got my voice back and it was just like that's a horrible Uh, it's a memory that you can learn Never before have I been so happy for health. Oh, no, my gosh. I know. So I usually get happy for health. Like, if I have a fever or, like, discomfort, I'm like, yay, my health. But I cannot imagine that situation. Thank goodness you were just fine afterwards. Yes. 100%. So The, the fact is, my gosh, just have a baby, all of that process. Oh, my gosh. I give I give you props. I give you props. Um, Well, I, I would... I sincerely hope that a woman who gets pregnant through natural mechanisms would not have to feel any of the turmoil that I went through. Um, but I think the part, part of the most challenging aspect was when your body all of a sudden becomes bigger without yeah. your skin having time to kind of expand naturally, which I assume happens when a woman naturally becomes pregnant, it's not like from day one to day two, you get the belly. It like happens gradually over time. So you get the stretch marks and the skin is kind of acclimated. With me, like, all this abdomen water pooling happened so quickly that I was stretched. like All of my skin was stretched to the brim and I couldn't posture up a hundred Oh my because, like, I didn't have a scheme for that. I couldn't stretch. Uh, <laughs> so I'm looking into a pattern. I did I know that? <laughs> I did not know this I did not know this process happened. Like, well, hopefully this is just like a weird, weird yes. normality for people like me who undergo this kind of condition. But at the same time, it kind of makes me wonder. If PCOS isn't as uncommon as I think it's, it might be out to be, and if more and more women with that condition are getting their eggs extracted, you would hope that the doctors would be a little cautious about taking out that many, If taking out that many eggs would to cause this type of condition to happen. Um, but I don't know. Uh, it's all I can say is I feel okay right now, You're thank good. goodness. Um, I am grateful for Miguel, so shout out to Miguel. Yeah, we've done a lot of things, but have we? But thank you for taking care of Laura. Thank you. <laughs> yes, And yes, you know me. that you can always come close with anything. I. I don't have a car, as many of you know, I don't drive, but I will happily take an Uber and, or like take the subway. So, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, hopefully it's all uh, we'll smooth, sweet one from yes, here. Hopefully. Um. Um yeah so why, why did i bring that up i think i brought it up because of miguel <laughs> and his involvement in that entire story um but you know up until that point i haven't you know my, my contact with miguel was kind of a yeah. um, me too i don't really talk to him anymore. <laughs> um so we out of all the people who i know in my life, I have some interests that uh, certain friend groups of mine aren't really you know, they're not super passionate about it so if I'm say like going to a show uh, that I don't let go and like, I have some interest then I'll be like, hey, you know, got an extra ticket hop on board! Yeah. <laughs> and oh, so your friends aren't really like, in that really support and you still knowing Oh, uh, well, that's another story uh, so typically my friends don't all share the same interests that I share, so there might be moments where like they're not into it, but I know Miguel is small, and it might be Gael but um, I actually, speaking of people who weren't into Miguel, I had a, recently had a friend who was very much not into him, it's and, it's okay, it's okay, we, we, I know, <laughs> not, not, not this and buddy, not this and buddy, <laughs> um, it, well, that, that that's a, a whole other story too. And kind of going into and like I said, you have to say anything you don't feel comfortable with. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. completely your space. I don't want you to ever feel uncomfortable. Anything. Anyway. Well, thank you, thank you. I, I think like a lot of that has to go into like the question of assertiveness and yeah. in friendships and whatnot. Um, that I did recently have a friend who was very much of a who throws their and she very much did not like Miguel. And I think part of her reasons for not liking him were justified. Um, so she couldn't understand why I continued to hang out with him or why I continued to maintain a working relationship, a friendship. Yeah. With him. And I understand too because she saw him do things that were pretty uncool to me yeah <laughs> um, I and you. yeah it's i appreciate where that sentiment came out of. but with that friend um her logic of sort of coming to my aid and defending me and not liking me gal because she saw him do something messed up didn't apply universally so she would no other exes of mine who also did pretty messed up things to me yeah. and would defend those exes because she was friends with them. So that- uh, I <laughs> Uh-huh. I feel like the same way like a certain I have a certain ex as well like, and not gonna mention his name. Even though he's probably not gonna listen to it. But a lot of a lot of people that I warned warning. Them- of my relationship with them because they don't think happen in our relationship, and you actually know a little bit as well. So it's like, I definitely hear that, but at the end, it doesn't matter what other people say, it's your life, you make decisions. And I know that that seems to just happen because I have a hard time being assertive and expressing my boundaries. So I feel yeah. like this, like we're all works in progress, so this is something that I'm definitely still to do yeah yeah the power of no yes <laughs> the power of saying no and the, especially the power of expressing your consent not mm-hmm. just to be like, a consumer but the power of expressing your consent like let's say if somebody says let's go out somewhere but you don't want to go or you don't feel comfortable being with that person or you don't somebody's trying to feed you sports vegan, you, you don't want to eat it and you're like but i don't want to be rude i'm like oh, yeah. sorry, right i'll take it to go but i'm not hungry now so I feel like there's so many lessons that we learned because I'm a gorgeous mom they're working for all our friends. Yeah. And I've had some people say, wow, you've changed. You're no longer the goody two-suit. I'm like, no, I'm just not trying to be the person that you all know. I want to be the person that I am. two-suit. Really my God. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Thank <laughs> you. That's what I'm saying. And yeah. I'm thinking. I don't know. I just feel like life is. I'm just trying to stay open to the possibilities. I'm just trying to stay more open to what is out there in life because it's messy, and I feel like life is just way too short to be filled with anger, resentment, hatred, depression, sadness. The only thing that I'm just trying to do is just try to live my life as peacefully and mentally, emotionally, physically as possible. And even for the people that wished me hard or made me feel a certain type the way, the only thing I want for them is love. The and I even heard this one saying where it says, people can think the worst of you. They can say the worst of you. But as long as you know yourself, as long as you know the kind of person you are, then it shouldn't matter. Because you know the kind of person you are. Nobody's better or worse than the other person, but I know that's easier said than done. And I'm still trying to process that in my head. Miguel always used to tell me, oh, nobody's made out of chocolate. I thought that was such a weird thing to say. I mean, not everybody likes chocolate, but Not everybody likes chocolate, but I do. do. He actually said the same thing to me. Not everybody's made out of of chocolate strawberries, whatever. What does chocolate strawberries have to do with this? What does that have to do with it? I mean... Maybe it would be more for we just say we're not all made out of pizza. But I actually knew somebody growing up who didn't like pizza. <laughs> really? Kind of amazing. Yeah. I actually know a person who didn't um does not like at all um the pizza with the crust is filled. Oh. actually just like regular crusts. But you know like how some pizzas have like I think Domino's a normal, the pizza where yeah. the crust has like melted cheese in it? Oh he right. hates it. What? Hates it. And I'm like, Okay, it's your choice. I okay. That's such a minor detail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like i will literally like peel yeah. it up and throw it in the trash i'm yeah. like if that's any of you i'm that is completely your thing completely you would probably eat chicago style pizza oh my gosh yes so chicago style pizza is kind of like a casserole mm-hmm. it's like the whole pizza is stuffed with whatever you can imagine would be on top is actually on the inside but there's a lot of So, you could technically have like a full course dinner with just two slices of Chicago sauce. It is fantastic. Yes. Definitely. We got to meet up and do that one day. Yes, yes. Honestly, I know that I've never been to Italy, but I've heard that in Italy, I think like maybe in Rome or Napoli, I've heard, if, please somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but I've heard that in Italy they have like your own person style pizza, so it will be like a whole pizza, but it's all for yourself, and yes. you can certainly slice it in like, I could probably do two, but if it's a possible small slice, for me I could try to finish the whole thing. I don't know how many pizzas I could do because <laughs> my family members always say the pizza is not a meal, Pizza's not a meal, well then why do you eat it? Mm-hmm. So why do you eat it? Well I mean this is the definition of a New Yorker, like you, you have to why eat the pizza, pizza. <laughs> or like this, I feel like this is one of the most staple foods of New York, And please correct me if I'm wrong, like Chinese food, pizza. Oh, yes. Um falafel or a gyro or um the bacon, egg and cheese and a coffee or chopped cheese. (laughs) Yes. I feel like that's like one of the major food groups of the New York City. Chopped cheese. Chopped cheese, a bacon, egg and cheese, a pizza. Um uh, Chinese food, and yeah, yeah. I found that sometimes if you see like the hot dog stands or the gyros oh, yeah. or falafel, yeah, yeah. chicken and uh, chicken lamb over rice. No, Wait, I've once. never tried it because my mom isn't really into food trucks, right? yeah, but I'm like. Eh. I eat chicken rice at home, so it's like, I don't think it's a big deal. Please, yeah. it could, it just for me, just my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, I think you would be more representative to talk about New York style diet. You've lived here for several years. You're fucking, uh, <laughs> you know, I've been eight, 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 eight years ish. I'm almost a decade. Jeez. Yeah. I don't even know what's accurate anymore <laughs> because uh, technically, I first came here in 2013. <laughs> um but it was kind of like a back and forth thing did an internship and then went back to chicago to complete my uh college degree and continued to do that until 2015 then that was when i moved here directly to miguel's airbnb Yeah. yeah i think when we first met i was like maybe a teenager i'm not sure probably probably um yeah i i was texting miguel the other day I was on the train, and I thought I saw somebody who looked like his brother Israel. Oh. met him! Yeah, like, I barely met him, and I saw somebody who was like, Hey, he looks like him, let me, like, discreetly take a picture of him. <laughs> And he's like, well, that's not him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, to be honest, other than you, I really don't know too many people who are affiliated with yeah. i'm not even really affiliated with him because i don't really talk to him and it's nothing nothing against you it's just i don't really talk to a lot of people i'm very introverted but yeah definitely and um, we actually did tell him to marry you we were telling him to marry you, so. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's like it's just so interesting how far we got into this it's like doesn't say he got here in 2013 i entered wow. high school in 2012 Darn! And that uh, was the same year I met a certain individual. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, it's surprising how time flies. Time flies indeed. Yeah, because I remember, I don't remember what year it was. There was a time when it was me, Miguel, you, and your father, maybe your mother, too. We were all in a band together. We were going to Cape hunt somewhere in the Bronx, And that was right around the time we started in college um so i think it's because maybe we're going to camera because i was going i was going to dorm at a private college before i ended up transferring to. and when i tell you we were going crazy in that shopping and i think i remember the trip you saw people we were getting like ill cases and so many things and i'm thinking you know you guys weren't coming back on the weekend right because it was still in college in the bronx yeah and i still managed to came home every weekend and i like, we got all this stuff but it's okay i still have it at home is such a unique experience it was life. a terrible experience for me, but I don't know if you mentioned to you, but I had a trip my first semester, so basically I was in with two other girls, oh, complete buddy buddies no. with them, okay. but with me, they didn't like me, oh, no. and then I had to transfer over um, to another dorm, the girl,
1: yeah, it's
0: not any better, yeah. and i ended up just transferring before i i couldn't stand another semester in that school and it was still in the Bronx. and i just felt like a fish out of water most likely oh, gosh. most likely i just thought okay i could try to stay here as best as i can but i knew i was miserable but then i ended up transferring to my mom's old college, the college yeah. and i felt a lot more about college. yeah and i think that's because it was during 2016 during the trump era and i kid you not if anybody here is a Trump supporter we still welcome here regardless but there were some people like who were telling me that trump is that trump is going to help their people or there was a girl who actually said that you know, that people like me should be lucky that we even got to a place like this. And, and I thought, where do you people like me? Yeah. And I kind of smiled and thought, what do you mean people like me? No, no. And there was a few moments of just feeling like I wasn't welcome. Mm. And I just thought, you know what? That was at Weeman College. No, the first school that oh, I went to. Oh, the first school, okay. It was that college the most Vincent. Oh, and it was a school in Meridale, the Bronx. And I just thought, you know, I'm not trying to pick the fight with anybody, but I just didn't feel so welcome in that school. Yeah. And it was okay, but I just felt like there's more for me to branch out on. But I did meet a few good people there, and they were really nice, and I still talk to them. Not as much because I'm still kind of introverted, but I'm like, you know, there's good people everywhere. And I feel like everybody's not in your life for a oh, 100%. And when you went to Weedman, mm-hmm. were you also a girlfriend there? No, I just uh, commuted. I took, um, yeah. It was really close to my house. I would just take three. Okay. Because it definitely does seem like your experience would be definitely changed if you did not have roommates uh, or doormates. A single so no room was yeah. triple the amount of time. The amount of money didn't happen, Okay. That's crazy. And we didn't really have and I had to take out student loans and things yeah. like that. Yeah. So that was not fun. Yeah. I I know some colleges I think that don't even offer the uh financial aid for me it was like super, super harsh. Yeah. Or rather not financial aid but um the, the Yeah. Yes. And I knew that you could they were like example for me but only for an exception, like if you were disabled or if you like if there was a specific circumstance. Yeah. But it wasn't that often. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't believe it, but I think, in a way, I don't take back that, that experience, you know. Anybody, like I said, anybody who I who may have had issues with in the past, even up till now, all I do is just wish them the best because life is just too short and I would yeah. feel to be stuck on. Resentment, anger, and hatred because I've seen what that can do to you. I yeah. kind I used to watch telenovelas with my grandmother, so I would just oh, be like, too. This person is stuck up on hatred, and it's like, Look what it made though. I don't want to be burning into a lake of fire because of my own revenge, <laughs> so I'm going to just struggle with my life as peacefully as I can. Yeah, literally, that is every telenovela. And then yes. somebody gets married at the end. And they always end with the wedding. Have you noticed? That? Yes. Yeah. Or somebody's riding on a horseback. And then it, they always say fiend, like the end. And I'm like, but what happens at the end? Like, do they get married? Do they have kids? Do they um, I don't know. Do they end up going to New York City? Like, what happened there? They fly off on a magic carpet. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, if I could yeah. fly off on a magic carpet, I would. That actually <sighs> happened at the end of one of the. I think it might have been. One that was translated from Brazilian Portuguese to Spanish. Did you Did you watch any of the telenovelas Telemundo in the you know, like late nineties, early two thousands? Personally, I don't really remember. I, was, I don't know if I'm considered a nineties baby. I was born in ninety eight. <laughs> yeah. I don't even remember the two thousands. I might be aging myself. You're <laughs> um, not aging. <hate laughs> <today. laughs> Nobody here is aging. You're as old as you feel. You are young, no matter what. Well, if there's one thing that I give my mom credit for, it's that when I was growing up as a young girl, she would watch a lot of television like I and I didn't grow up in a Spanish speaking household. And my mom is uh, Italian, Dominican, and Puerto Rican, and she also was trying to learn and kind of go back to her roots. And so when Spanish language television became a thing in the 80s, she would watch a lot of and I remember I was kind of listening to my mom watching, and I got frustrated one day. and I told her, Hey, I don't understand what's going on on TV. Can you translate for me? And so she ended up translating word for word in like the prime time tolling bells from 7 p.m. to like 8 p.m., 9 p.m. to the point where now i can understand the majority of spanish language i just can't speak it for anything no worries they can't together because <laughs> i feel like i'm more smaglish i can understand hey hey i definitely can hear you all now yeah uh it's kind of amazing how effective television is for language learning uh, where you keep hearing the same two words paired together like oh every time they say teal she says Uncle, okay. Or tía, or that means aunt, or yeah. if you say like Colores, colors. Like there's so many words. I think a lot of my childhood I ended up just learning a little bit of Spanish because my grandparents spoke only Spanish to me. And then I remember watching like Dora they explore and I'm like <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <Arriba>. oh. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> But I'm still just like there are certain things I'm just like, like, and I will look at my mom like, like, she doesn't even remember anymore like certain words. So I'm just like, okay, I think I need to let a stone or something. Yeah. yeah. Even though that might be a little pricey. Price wow. Well, definitely depends on the, the absence yeah. or the dialect being used to. I don't know this, but some people have mentioned to me that I have an accent when I speak English or Spanish. With, uh, if I do, somebody please let me know. Comment below if I do. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think you do. Granted, I've been told the same thing, and you know. Chicago. And then immediately they go into like accent finding over me. Oh, you know, the way that you pronounce Chicago. And, Chicago. Like, no, I don't. Here it hey, maybe I don't, know. I don't know. I feel like everybody has their own mindset on how people sound, but everybody's voice is beautifully different regardless. I remember hearing the word Chicago, they were hearing Chicano, and I'm like, where did Chicano come yeah. from? And I'm like, I don't even know what that means. I think it means Chicago. Southwest Chicago? Chicano? Chicano, but I'm like, I don't hear that where's The end in Chicago. Where did they put the end? Chicano. Chick- oh, Chicano oh, uh, That means the next right? <laughs> I, I really don't know. I think that's what it means. <laughs> I don't know I'm sorry people I really don't know I couldn't learn Somebody <laughs> please comment below I, And you know one of the only reasons Why I might know that is With the, the whole trend That uh, people have been Doing in the past couple of years yeah. of, uh, Instead of saying Chicanx? I don't even know how you pronounce that Chicanx. Chicanx? Chicanx? Latin. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it could be something different. Maybe? Yeah. It could I could be totally wrong. Somebody please comment below. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything. <laughs> like we love to learn, so I definitely want to learn. What what tunnel tells us did you watch? I watched I don't know you my glass, but Yes! Oh my god. Yeah. Like Interesting. So it's really different. But mind you, I anything like past like 2000, I'm like, yeah. Uh, I kind of like it where I see the and they have like our devices now, and it's like, yeah, not that the old ones are bad. It's just, yeah. but there's also ones where it's like. I think i don't really like just plain at all like there's one called el ladron de tu amor i think it's from like the 80s and my mother watched it on youtube a few nights ago and it's a huge big song and it's like basically the, the the protagonist the male protagonist gets drunk one night and he rapes the female protagonist but he does it because he's drunk and he was upset of something and she ended up getting pregnant she didn't want the baby but he ended up going to jail for it and then at the end for some reason she forgave him and they fell in love (laughs) and there was one scene where i'm just like she's literally just recovering from being raped and he's chasing her and saying don't you remember that night we made love i'm like okay that's it i'm done i'm done right realism according to (laughs) me i'm like if you can forgive me and I you great, but I'm like I felt like I was good too, yeah. anyway, I didn't like the message, but yeah. and it was like I think Venezuelan, yeah. Venezuela. so I was like and that's from the 80s, and I had to tell because people had like their bros, and they oh. were, and they were these are the VCRs, and I'm like oh it's a time capsule, yeah but I'm like okay, not my name, but okay, did you watch, um was like la Mail? I heard of it, I yeah. watch it all the time. Like... Da, 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 da. Yes! I could be completely wrong on the song. Yeah. Down, I'm like, it had violin. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, why are they gotta call somebody unruly? Okay. I know! <laughs> I'm like, okay, you know what? It's all good here. Did that come from uh Venezuela or smaller Colombia. I think I like Colombia. I have no idea we could check that out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's just, I don't know. And I feel like I even started watching K drama. and um, I obviously I'm not gonna know what they're saying, but I'm glad the subtitles are there. So I'm just like okay, this is interesting. Yeah. I just don't know what you're saying. Yeah. It would be interesting to compare the plot elements yeah. of Spanish language to, uh, to K-Trans. I watched a lot of Brazilian Telenovelas oh, really? today just because um, there was a point in time where they were yeah, translating a yeah. bunch of them to Spanish and hosting them all at Telenovelas. Um, before Telenovelas had like their own shows that were directly produced by Telenovelas straight from Miami. I, did, I mean, no offense to Telenovelas, but I kind of stopped watching around that point. Um, i even started watching like a few from Televisa, but it's just yeah. like it varies and i know really this show has some yeah the mexican ones mm, yeah. typically and then i know that in ecuador there's a we have it in our tv too it's called ecuavisa where it's like ecuadorian Televisa. you just combine the words together mm-hmm. and i know it's just clearly based ecuadorian so it's like it's cool yeah but i'm still more like eh, i'll sometimes just go on netflix and watch whatever is like whatever has the best ratings yeah, yeah. I mean, we live in a new world yeah. now. Um, but not, I barely know I anybody to watch a TV anymore, actually. I know, a lot of people don't even. I remember some people say that they remember Best Buy. I remember Best Buy, but yeah, they. I wanted to get a job at Best Buy when I was a little girl. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh. It. Um. Well, you know that that kind of goes back to the homeschooling story, story because. I was on the computer all of the time when I was in school, and so I kind of wanted a way to give yeah. back to the computer and pay homage to what a big change that I created in my life. And one of those ways was I wanted to be involved in IT, like be you know maybe an IT repairs person, and maybe be part of the Geek Squad at Best Buy. are uh, still Geek Squad. They still exist. Yes. Yes. Although I don't know how. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I actually got this computer off Best Buy, and I've had it since 2017 hey. because the first few ones were not working so well, and they kept shutting down. And this one, I was like, "How does this still work?" 2017. Okay, MacBook. Yeah, pretty good quality. Idea. I love I love iPhones. I love Apple. Anybody who doesn't, and you love Galaxy or Samsung, you're still welcome here. 100. <laughs> uh, how how much does the computer weigh? It's very weightless, actually. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of why I love up. It. it was one of Nets. my one of my biggest things because I didn't want a laptop that was like relatively heavy because I can't lift a lot, as you can see by my tiny wrist. Yes. <laughs> and anything that I could just like lift by that makes it a lot easier. 100. Well, it's uh, probably more ergonomic. I think is the um, right word that maybe, uh, sure. if you're carrying your laptop in a purse over one shoulder or another, you're not compromising. Your your structure of the spinal cord, the amount of weight—that—that was the big pro for me Uh, because of my job. I have to use a laptop literally almost every day, so being able to transport it quickly, backpack—you know—you're good to go. Yeah. Could you believe we've been over an hour and Oh my gosh. Yeah, it just flew by. I know, right? So it's fun. Are you having I hope you're having fun. I'm having a blast. Yes. This is everything I had imagined and more because yes. i always like to make it important i guess you know i'm mean, were here to make you comfortable i always like to talk with like, prior hand as we did before this i always like to make sure that i know what my guests are comfortable for what they're not going to be sharing and it was like i always like to I always ask, like, How do you want me to introduce yeah. you yeah like, what topics you want to discuss because i always let as everybody knows my guests choose a topic i always want them to feel as comfortable as possible and if you want to come back you know, the offers of that's even being a co-host. Yes, I appreciate that. Oh my gosh. Because <laughs> I always want my guests to feel as comfortable as possible. I never want anybody to feel like, oh, I just had enough comfortable time. I was forced to reveal things because I've heard that that happens on a pro podcast, and that's not my agenda at all. And I've definitely been in the position of having to ask the person who hosted a meeting or a podcast, hey, can you cut that element out? Because I've thought about it, and I'm not really comfortable actually revealing yeah, this information. I- I've even heard for some interviews, like people will say like maybe like two or three years or even a month later, they say, I was not comfortable saying this, and I was still forced to be it And
1: that's not
0: the vibe that I want for my podcast. I always want everybody to feel comfortable with what they're saying. And I always make sense to emphasize, if there's something you don't want to say, you don't have to say anything you're not comfortable with. Well, thank you. Thank you. And I have been trying to <laughs> see yeah. if I'm, uh, you know, kind of going beyond those boundaries. Yeah, cool. Thank you. Be a, be a detective writer as well. Yes, send me and up. To, of course, because if anybody wants, I always like. I, really, I always really like people to discuss this topic as well for me. Because yeah. if I'm gonna be honest, like I told you, there are moments where I've done this mistake. You know, I'm researching an unsolved surprised, but there are moments where it's just so gruesome that at the beginning, when I was doing this podcast and just vlogging, I would just be like, how can I be? Ugh. There were moments where I'd have to stop what I was doing and listen to Baby Shark or something. <laughs> because I'm just like, I need to regain my faith in humanity. Yeah, I really cannot do it if I'm listening to this. Yeah. Or like, his time was cut off, his years were cut off. Trigger warning, I'll put this a trigger warning. But, oh, it was just so graphic. And I love Murder Mystery, I love talking about it. But there were things where I'm like, I have to stop and like, talk about something uplifting. And what, what specifically is it about murder mysteries that? I think it's just the suspense of it all. Mm-hmm. I really like talking about unsolved crimes in particular because it's one of my hopes that maybe one day an unsolved crime will be solved. One day. And I think you know, okay, if people haven't really heard about, um, I actually found out this, but in the news I believe, maybe back in 2017, seven. 2007, um. It's on my blog post, actually, and I wrote a podcast about this. But uh, an Asian American family who had just immigrated from China was found brutally murdered in their house, and to this day, nobody knows who it was. Oh. So I find, like, it's just so fascinating. Of course, not the actual murders, but just to think about how many people, how many crimes go unsolved every single year. And, and especially being a person time I heard, I heard the book, the, 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 i never gonna say the word statistics that. Yeah. Being a person of color, the statistics go over 20% higher that the cases go unsolved. Yeah. And I just thought know, like, that is crazy. And there's a lot of people that always tell the professor I haven't heard about these cases, And I'm just like, I will find. I look up cases that are in the Philippines or China or Ecuador or Italy. Yeah. It's like there's so many cases that should be discovered, and people have the right to know them. It's terrifying. Are you familiar <laughs> with uh, there's an island? Uh, it's, I don't know if it's close to Ellis Island or Governor's Island. Well, one of the various many islands in New York where uh, there are a bunch of unmarked graves or un-unclaimed people. Um, I mean, and, it's like it's an end state we'll probably never know who they are yeah terrifying indeed actually I read that uh, the uh, inmates at Rikers Island typically it's like it's a jail they're assigned as part of their volunteer work or I don't know if you call it volunteer work yeah. but they're assigned as part of their duties to go and bury bodies on that island um, So yeah. whenever people visit non-prisoners visit the island they're told, don't bring your cell phone, don't bring any valuable goods because the prisoners might find your phone and bring it back to them with them to jail. Yeah, that's no. Nice. Um, but there is online, it's very gruesome. There's a repository of pictures of unclaimed bodies. Um, yeah, of like random people. Or random people that they just find. They can't find any known affiliated relatives, etc. They find that they're dead, and I guess they're going to be bombed for that island. I, I can't remember the name of the island, but I island for a with me. I know that um, there's. Um, I heard about this case. I don't know if it was somewhere in Latin America, but uh, some people they were found like tied up, like on a like on a traffic light or something, completely completely bloodied, and oh they were wrapped up in a towel or something, and and they were and it was from a cartel. And they yeah. Were, they just have there, and there were bodies to be found, and I'm like... That was like a sign? Like, don't mess with us kind of thing? I mean, they could tell who it was, but they weren't going to say it, and I'm not going to say it. Of course, I don't know who they are. But I've even researched, you know, murders of journalists, you know, going to countries and things like that, and it's like... Well, Those are on fault too! Yeah, yeah. It's kind of terrifying, but it feels like there are certain locations where the value of life is diminished. There's just so many people that uh, one person dying on a given day doesn't really matter because it's happening all the time. Um, And unfortunately... There are some stuff I'm not this, but I feel like I would love to be able to find the clues without possibly yeah, getting myself know. hurt or anybody else, but... <laughs> that would be important. You know. you know, when I was first writing my book, I was actually, because I was talking about serial killer, it was a complete game in my head. And my professor said, you're not actually going to talk to a serial killer. You're like, no, I'm not that crazy. I, I, I don't have the stomach for that. But I could do research, and then I think that's more when I started to like really vlog and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I guess it just depends on how far down the rabbit hole yeah. you're gonna go. But I feel like, I don't know, life is so many open to possibilities. Because so at first I was like, I'm just gonna talk about murder mystery, but then after time, I just wanted to really talk about more things that are uplifting, because you know, yeah. I, uh, it's it it gonna be a little, conscious. After a while. I don't know if you ever have ideas about this stuff. Thankfully I don't I'm just like no, but there was one case I remember hearing about, and it was even from a book like a man saw that his wife had his hand on his daughter's breast and he misinterpreted the situation because she was checking her breast cancer or something. He ended up beating her so badly, and she ended up forgiving him. And there were so many cases like that, and I just thought, okay, I, I, I need to, I need to stop listening. I need to listen to David or something or regain <laughs> like in humanity. Yeah, yeah, it's way too dark. Well, that, does that ever make you feel more strange or danger when you read about all this? Wow. I mean, i just like, I just always, you gotta be careful So go out anywhere, if you're going to a club or something, don't leave your yeah. drink unattended. If you do, take it with you or get another one. So it's like a typical thing, but i just like, I want to live my life as possible. Like, yeah. So I don't know how it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I guess the, the one of the good things about living in New York is that yeah. there are very few moments where yeah. you won't be, exposed to a lot of people, and they give people my time. And thankfully, I've seen them too, like in some ways, you know, hopefully officers. That's kind of new, isn't it? Because thankfully, nobody's going to get pushed and shut, anymore.
1: Yeah,
0: like, the times that I do see more cops around, I'm always wondering, like, okay, what aren't they telling us? Right, is there some mass shooter between 96th Street and 59th Street? No, no, <laughs> why did you say that? Because a few weeks ago, I was taking the subway from my house. Well, I was going from I was leaving the work, and all of a sudden they stopped my train because they said that everybody has to get off because it's a possible bomber. It great. wasn't even a bomber. No. It wasn't even a bomber. It was a um, electrical wire went on. I'm like, I'm glad you guys want to save us, but I'm like, can I go home now? I gotta pay. Oh, right, right. Yeah, you know, safety is a priority, people. Yeah, a state priority. Keep your eyes open and pay attention. I mean, I understand they don't want to invoke mass panic and mass chaos if they give the signal of, oh, there's a bomb threat, but the bomb didn't actually exist. But at the same time, to somebody like me, seeing a bunch of cops all of a sudden up in the area. That's kind of concerning. Yeah, it is. But you know what? All of the time, and I'm not a cop, so I can't ever question a police officer's job. I some good cops and bad cops as you and I know, but safety is just always a priority. Especially, even if it's just between you and me, anywhere, safety is a big priority. And I even think in this podcast, safety is making sure that you know that you're not to say anything you don't want to, like you know that you feel feeling okay. Like, that's what I want everybody yeah. feels like want to feel comfortable and safe. Yeah, well, I want that about That's the, the psychological safety element. Making the other person feel at ease. Yeah. Because I've listened to a lot of podcasts where you can definitely tell that one person or another feels way too nervous, way too uptight. And then that results in the host and taking up the entire conversation. Every one of my guests has always said, I always ask you to and they actually have a blast. Yeah, I'm having a blast. <laughs> <I'm glad. laughs> That's good. There were two people who I've had on my podcast, so well, I don't speak to anymore, but there are people who i can But I still wish them the best, and you know what? I wish them both the complete best, and if they want to come back to my podcast, why do both? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you find that it's harder to connect with people about, if you're doing uh, a virtual podcast versus basically. So. I feel like it's even the same way. I actually find it, sometimes it might be a little easier because you know like like Starbucks recording. Starbucks friend, also, if anybody hears any background noise, please let me know. I'm gonna edit it. <laughs> but I feel like it's sometimes a little easier doing it through phone because usually I'm just recording through my laptop. Um, but you know. Joanna was actually the other person who I did this in person with. Yeah. And she wanted it was her request that we use music from YouTube because we were literally listening to a YouTube video of relaxing noises because she didn't want background noise. So I thought, okay, up to you. But it's like I thought like it's the same the same way either way. Oh, and I'm a huge fan of actually like no background noise at all. Yeah. Um. And I was actually going to ask you, like, for this podcast, I'm sure you listen to a few of them, yeah. and I have background music. Would you feel comfortable with background music? But if not, I don't have to include it. I'm, I'm fine with that, if that sounds good to you. Yeah, if you don't want me to, I don't have to put the background music, though. it'll just be you and me. I'm what? going to try to edit out the coffee machine. I mean that. Yeah, that's uh, if if that can be helped, great. If that can't be helped, then it's And if you comfortable with it? Because I always like to ask this as well. Would you feel comfortable if I included your social media tag, or if not, it's perfectly fine. Sure, sure, yeah. but the more info, the merrier. Yeah, and if you guys wanted to be a co-host in return, please let me know. Because if you want to be a co-host, I'm more than open to it. Because maybe some people might be it's a little tired of only just listening to my voice. So what would that look like? Well, it could be totally up to you. Unfortunately, it's not paid, but. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> basically, um, And this goes for anybody here as well, you know. I love that more people in the You know, you could only come up with topics, We because podcasts. We became even meet at places like this. And we can just, like, talk about whatever we want to talk about. Fine, right. And nobody has to say anything they don't want to say. Nobody has to be pushed okay. or anything. And if you want background music, we can include it. And if you don't want to, since you don't, regret it, not, I'm not going to include it. Yeah, yeah. Well, one thing's definitely for sure. I am having a great time. I would love to do this again. I'm so glad. Yes. Oh, God, I'm so glad. <laughs> every, every guest that I've had, even the two that they they've they've also they've had a very good time. Yes. A few of them have been a little nervous, but like I usually will just ask questions to build everything up and usually they like they can't stop talking. They love it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It definitely is an art. It builds up conversation with fluidity, which yeah. is something that I'm trying to possibly become better at. And you know, the other thing I kind of like about podcasts is, um, like, as a host-type figure, let's say, like, I met somebody really interesting who I'd like to talk to, and I want to answer them out to have a conversation with me. Yeah, but, that's it right. um, but it's like, like, you know, hypothetical, like, if I was co-hosting with you or something like that. Um, and... It's very difficult to do that without giving the vibes of oh, is she asking me out on a date or what's really going on? And mm-hmm. oh, if anything, I could even give you tips on like what to say to make sure that it doesn't seem uncomfortable. You know, I would just always, I always like to do talks before, before, you know, like to make sure that I know what you're comfortable saying, what you're not comfortable saying. Yeah, and it can just be something like how do you want me to introduce you. Um, Which how should I say that we know each other? Mm -hmm. I feel like every every inspect every inspector every just little conversation is key. Yeah, and I think people can actually even tell if someone's uncomfortable, like you said before. Mm -hmm. You've heard podcasts where people feel literally uncomfortable and they feel nervous. Yeah, so I feel like it's my duty as the host, or even if it's close as well, it's my responsibility to make sure that nobody feels like they're. they're having a bad time because I always feel bad and on top of that people could tell and I don't want to give a bad rep yeah sudden setting is key Um, and kind of like pulling off of that point that I made earlier there are so many people who I've met who I've had kind of like passing interactions with or um, like one example is I'm super big in Brazilian music and I know a lot of Ultra fans yeah. of Brazilian music who are just so incredibly passionate and knowledgeable about what they do. And I'd love to just sit down and have an hour-long conversation with them all, but it's hard for me to ask for us to set up this conversation without it looking like I'm romantically interested in it, you know. Um, that definitely it took me a minute to learn because yeah. you know, I'm very big and I'm very introverted. So when I had my first guest, I definitely was learning what questions do you ask in a podcast, what do you ask a host or co host or guests, guest. So I feel um, like uh, research is really big with all that. Yeah. It's, it's uh, nice, so anything sure. you it's nice um, having the ability to say, well, this is for like a pet contract, like, it's for a hobby, it's for a podcast, it's a yeah. passion. Yeah. As opposed to it being like, I'm really interested in you as a person. My like, boyfriend is interested in you too. <laughs> no way. Okay. You know, it's really interesting you say that, because one of my guests that I've had previously, he's really great, Mike. Um, he, not the mate that I told you about, another one. Yeah. I'm very into any yeah. content people, have sure seen them on my story, mm-hmm. the North bad Boys. Oh yeah, I yeah. I really like them, and I like the message that they bring out. And I actually interviewed someone from the media team because I met him in person, and I made sure you know that he was comfortable, and he loved it. He he loved it, and I was just like, when I hear feedback like that, when I know that people aren't lying to me or they're or, and they're not saying something that I think that they think I want to hear, and yeah. I could just genuinely tell that they enjoyed themselves and they didn't feel like I was flirting with them or anything like that because I was I was not. It makes feel good because I'm like I'm slowly bringing myself out of my shell, and I feel like that's something that can be started with, you know. Yeah. let's know, Okay. I'm learning how to really speak to people. Yes. Learning yes. how to communicate with people of different backgrounds, cultures, or even different um, aspects of life. Yeah, yeah this is literally conversational training. I'm yes. 100%, I'm That's why you're more than welcome to be a co-host. Yay! Thank you for the offer, of course. Uh, if you want to, let me know. I will be talking to you. That's for sure. That is for sure. We actually know each other for several years, so literally, I could talk to this girl all the, all the time. Yes, yes, it's so funny. Like we've literally been within minutes of each other. This oh like <laughs> literally. Yeah. Can you believe we've done over now a minute and twenty, um, an hour and? 20? Yeah! That's fantastic! So, how are you feeling? I feel great. Great. I actually wanted to ask you if you want to continue or if there are anything you want to say for maybe the next episode or if we can continue. Sure, but let's see next episode. I mean, gosh. It's like, completely up to you. There's so much to talk about. So much to talk about. I've had podcasts for more than two hours. Oh my gosh! <laughs> because when I tell you they've had such a blast and they love talking, they, I'm like, come, come on. And and actually those are the views that get me a lot more um following. I think people can say that they're comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Well that's typically the type of podcast that I like to listen yeah. to. The long form conversations are very good when uh, you're getting exercise done, like you're doing something that doesn't really require a lot of uh, yeah. Focus to content. Well, not saying that I'm not listening to the podcast, but you know, something okay. where I can watch the dishes and listen to the podcast. That was my biggest concern at first. I'm like, okay, I don't want people to just like listen to me and not get anything from it, you know what I mean? I didn't want it to just have that kind of sense where it's like kind of a boring. I wanted it to be something where people could learn and also be entertaining. Yeah. Well, I am all for coming to chat with you again. I think that there's a lot to talk about in the territory of creativity, of writing, general motivation, and inspiration. These are things that I'm fascinated in. I I wish I could optimize personally in my own life. Um, And storytelling, I'm fascinated with storytelling. I'm sure both of us have a lot of stories. Me too, definitely. (laughs) As you can all see that we've gone, like, we can literally tell stories about anything. I'll, I'll get your ear off but i don't want to bore everyone no worries there's no worries if you guys have any other topics for next episode please let me know and if there's any other guests you want me to bring back or if you want laura to be a co-host i'm sorry let me know comment below no thank you sally thank this you so amazing. much for being here and we can continue or if you want to save anything for the next episode we can sounds good let's uh save things for the next episode okay well thank you all so much for listening to this podcast it's been an absolute pleasure please keep on sleeping and let us know if you have any ideas for the next episode i wish you all the absolute best and of course keep on sleeping. let us know where, where you're from anytime afternoon evening afternoon night let's know let's chat next time have a great one detectives